Hi everybody and welcome back to the Survivor Wildcards. I'm Brendan. And I'm Allie. And this is our podcast where we talk about our favorite television show, Survivor. And today is an exciting day because this episode <laughs> is the first in a series that we are calling The Road to 40. That's right, in anticipation of the upcoming 40th season of Survivor featuring all winners, Allie and I have decided to rewatch all of the winners' previous seasons so that we can discuss them here on the podcast. We will be releasing multiple episodes a week so that you can fully catch up on all these amazing players' stories in time for the season 40 premiere. Um, how are you feeling right now at the beginning of this journey, Allie? <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I think our first profile is a pretty straightforward one. Um, but I did kind of a deep dive. I rewatched both Africa and All Stars in the past like week and a half. So I'm feeling pretty prepared on a lot of the game stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So basically we kind of divvied up the season so that, um, we will try to watch as much as we can, but that way, like, we ne don't each necessarily have to rewatch all 20 plus <laughs> seasons of Survivor in like six months. Um, so Allie is taking, um, our first winner and kind of leading the way and reminding me, um, of what their path was. So, um, yeah, we're gonna just kind of talk about, like, how, you know, what their story was, their season, if they played any additional seasons in addition to the season they won, maybe have some fun little wild card moments in there. Mm -hmm. But um, it should be a good time. Yeah. So, Allie, you mentioned Africa. You mentioned All-Stars. <laughs> Who is our first winner that we're going to be discussing? So the first winner we're discussing is going to be none other than Survivor's ultimate good guy, Ethan Zone. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so when um, Ethan starts in Africa, he's 27 years old. He's um, trying... I feel like he seems younger, younger. than I that. agree. That's what Google said. Anyway. Yeah, interesting. But um, he's trying to make it as a soccer player. So it, um, his, like, lower third says that he's a professional soccer player. But at the time, I think he's also, like, coaching at some schools and stuff like that, doing the whole shebang. Oh, interesting. I always just assumed that he... Not that that didn't mean, like, he wasn't a successful professional soccer player, but I just assumed that he, like, Yeah, but really that's was. all yeah. he was doing. But, yeah, so he's from Lexington, Massachusetts, but I believe at the time they go to Africa. They film in Kenya. Um, I believe at the time he's living in New York City already. Um, and then, so Africa is our third season of Survivor. So Ethan is going to be one of two players on season 40 that have never played with an immunity idol before. Um, but it also kind of makes his game a little more straightforward. So if we just want to, like, dive right into Africa. Yeah, let's talk about Africa. I think the last time I watched Africa, I don't, I haven't watched it, like, start to finish in probably over a year. But I watched some of it with Cody, Cody. recently. Like, probably, yeah. like, several months ago. I think ago. she finished... Africa when you guys were at my apartment um in January. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So I'd, I've seen it like semi-recently. I like Africa. I like I think, Africa yeah, a lot. Which I, I think... know a lot of people didn't. But... Yeah. Well, so the thing about Africa is it's pretty straightforward, like alliance-based social game. You know, there's not a ton of strategy. I right. mean, Lex is a great strategist, um, but you know, Tom and Ethan are kind of just playing, like, a social game, clinging, like, with, clinging to their threesome alliance with right. Lex that they make right away. 
um, and they all kind of stay um, loyal to that. But actually, Africa is the first season where we kind of see like a swap. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting for Ethan because Lex and Tom both get swapped. So he's kind of like alone on Baran without his like two strongest alliance members. Oh, interesting. I forgot that that's how that went. Yeah. So they send three people. So the original tribes are Baran and Samburu and mm-hmm. Ethan is on Baran with both Lex and Tom from the start. Um, and Baran sends Lex, Tom and Kelly and Simbru sends Silas, T-Bird, and Frank, and they swap. So, um, Baran still has, like, original Baran numbers. Uh, I don't know if that's true, actually. Higher I than... I don't remember. But, um, you know, T-Bird and Frank were outcasted on Samburu, so they flip immediately. Right, yeah, 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 I remember that. Um, so... So, Baran wins three out of six immunities on the tribe level, and, um... That includes, um, sorry, they lose the first two in a row. Oh, like pre-swap, Pre- just like the yeah. first so, challenge is out. So, yeah, so the first two they lose, um, so Ethan and Tom and Lex kind of have to put their alliance to test right away, you know? They have to vote together twice in a row right away, and they do. Everyone's pretty right. much on the same page. Um, and then for their next tribal, Ethan is on Baran without Lex and Tom. Um, but everyone's kind of, oh, wow. Okay. So they have, so they have the first, so the first two tribals is where they establish their three, but also do they have, it's like those core three, but who are the other people that they pull in? those core three. Um, so, so they don't really say like any, like they don't make strong alliances with other people, but they are talking about being Baron strong. Okay. So they don't make like final three alliance or anything like that. Um, with like Kelly and Kim P or Kim Johnson. Kim Johnson. Yeah. yeah, But, um, you know, they are kind of together and Clarence is more on the outs. Um, Clarence. (laughs) Yeah. I remember now. So Clarence kind of burned his bridges right away. Yes, and people don't really get over that. Because what's her name got sick or was tired, and then he justified he used that to justify opening food while mm-hmm. everyone was gone. Yeah, and then right. she kind of turns on him too, and I is remember. like, I didn't really ask him to do that. He kind of just did it. Yeah, and then you know that pisses Ethan off right away. Yes. It pisses Tom and Lex off a lot. So even though um, Baron all votes together on that first vote to vote out Diane, they throw some votes at Clarence just as kind of a warning. Right. And then when Jessie goes at the next tribal, she votes for Clarence. Right. Okay. Yes. That's interesting, though. So they had two tribals and then nothing until the swap? And then they kept winning immunity. No, nothing until... Yeah, so nothing until the swap. And then the swap, they lose the first challenge at the swap. And then Silas goes home right away. Kind of the first person to ever get swap screwed is Silas. But still Baron Strong. For yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, so Ethan ends up voting with the rest of Baron, even T-Bird and um, Frank vote out. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty sure Cyrus? everyone votes for Silas, basically. I'm pretty sure it's everybody but, but Clarence. Uh, no, because Unless... Silas votes for Clarence. Oh, so then maybe it really was everybody, everybody voted for but him. Silent. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So then um, Baron wins immunity until the merge. Whoa. Yeah, so... I never realized but it's he not was as... that... I guess, like, maybe he wasn't that insulated. I guess losing three tribals in an early game when it's 16 people... So it's people... three out of six tribals. Yeah, it's 16 yeah, people right, and they right. 10. So they lost half. But yeah, he was pretty insulated until the merge, but um, 
you know, he only wins one individual immunity. Yeah. So he wins individual immunity once in the same episode, he wins reward and then he doesn't win anything else. Huh. But yeah. So he wins reward. Um, so the first, uh, individual immunities won by T-Bird, they vote Clarence outright at the merge. After that, he wins the next immunity and he wins reward in that episode. It's, um, go barter goats, which is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. I saw on Reddit recently, like, Survivor rewards nowadays, like, go get my massages, <laughs> go to the spa. Survivor rewards back in the day, go barter these v- and they goats got, and see um, what you can they get. They got those, like, fries or something, and they got so sick, and they, like, film Ethan going to, like, poop in yeah. that, like, outhouse. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember. Oh but also God. on that reward, Ethan meets a bunch of local children and like plays hacky oh, sack yeah. with them and like really connects with these kids. And this is actually, um, just jumping forward a little bit, the inspiration for the foundation he sets up after he wins the million dollars. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, um, Ethan kind of just stays with his alliance throughout the game. They vote together. Um, he kind of has one moment where he's talking about strategy more than the others, which comes after um, when um, T-Bird casts that vote for Lex, and Lex thinks it's Kelly. The infamous yes. Lex <laughs> vote. Lex pulls uh, Brandon into their alliance so they can vote out Kelly without really consulting Ethan and Tom about it. Right. So then in the next episode, Ethan and Tom go to Lex and kind of like talk about how, well, when we get down to it, Brandon's going to be loyal to you and not the two of us, and that doesn't work for us. Right. So they end up convincing Lex to vote out Brandon in that episode. So that was kind of, like, his main strategic point, which, like, he he was, like, clearly a little aggravated with Lex mm-hmm. in the moment, but still handled it well, didn't burn right. any bridges, was able to, like, communicate what he wanted and achieve what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was a good episode for him, too. Um, he ends up having a perfect voting record. Really? Yeah. Always on the right side. Always on the right side. No votes against him. Huh. Until tribal, final tribal, where he wins in a 5-2 to, um, Kim Johnson. I didn't remember that two people voted for Kim Johnson. Yeah, Kim Powers voted for Kim Johnson, which, like, love Kim Powers, but Kim Johnson kind of, like, blows smoke up Kim Powers asked yeah. for the whole final <laughs> tribal. That's like all she does. Like anytime she got a question that was like, who who do you respect most in the game? She's like, Kim Powers, Kim Powers, Kim Powers. <laughs> and then um uh Brandon asks, who do you think least deserve to sit in the final two? Oh, and Ethan says I Brandon. So Brandon that. votes for Kim. I do also. remember that now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I guess like I feel like when I think of Ethan, I thought of him being like, the, I feel like I think of him as being more of a physical threat than I guess he ever was. Like, he was always strong, but I mm-hmm. guess, like, he really wasn't, like, a huge challenge beast. No, he wasn't. And I, he kind of, like, towards the end of Africa talks about how he keeps coming in second to Lex. Yeah. Like, he keeps coming just short of Lex. And it's frustrating for him because he considered himself a challenge beast, too. Right. But in All-Stars, they definitely paint him as more of a challenge right. beast. Right. Yeah, well, because I feel like Africa was kind of a weird season, too, because, like, the vibe, what was I saying? I was talking about Cody, where I was like, Africa was, like, a false start of, like, what could be for Future Survivor, of, uh-huh. like, they had the swap, and there was, like, some strategy talk happening, but the talk that was happening would often, like, go into, like, an illogical direction, because yeah. it was, like, still too rooted in, like, 
it was, like, gameplay, but, like, emotional gameplay. Right. And it's kind of funny because I feel like he was almost viewed as, like, untouchable. But then there's a lot of moments that season where people could have easily flipped the game. Yeah. But it just didn't happen it for whatever reason. It just didn't happen. Because people didn't want... I mean, you know, we saw a different story than a lot of people say. No one wanted to turn on Lex. Like, everyone really liked Lex out there. And oh, yeah, right. You were saying that, like, the edit kind of made it different. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it made Lex look terrible. I think it made Lex look really complex. Yeah. And, you know, we see uh, even a little more of that in All-Stars, but this isn't about Lex. But, like, I think that Lex made a mistake that, like, they made him look really bad for. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of paranoia out there. People make mistakes like that all the time. And um, Lex just kind of looked like... He was super paranoid and flew off the handle, but really it just, like, shows complexity in his character because the other end of him, like, you see what a great father he is. You see him, like, being smart strategically in other areas. So I do think that, like, Lex, I mean, if you think of it in terms of, like, maybe now, like, how we talk about the game, Lex would have been a great shield for Ethan, but also had right. a good enough social game where no one wanted to turn on Lex or screw Lex over, so he was, like, double insulated. Yeah. But the double-edged sword of that is Ethan never wins to Lex. There's no way. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I mean... I feel, yeah, I feel like, and I forget if I saw this somewhere, or maybe I'm pulling this out of thin air, but I feel like I saw somewhere where someone was saying that, like, they were, like, Ethan was very nice and stuff, but that, like, when it, like, that alliance was, like, super strong. Mm -hmm. And the show would sometimes make it seem like it there was, was some, like, up in the air, but it was, yeah, maybe it was T-Bird of saying, like, they weren't breaking. Like, yeah. there, and, like, there were sometimes some very honest conversations of, like, no, absolutely yeah. not please stop talking about this. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. so, which because, I think is interesting. Yeah, because, well, people will debate. So this is, like, my wild card, so I don't want to get too yeah. into it. But um, there's, like, some controversy over the Final Four Immunity Challenge. Oh, And yes. people debate, because in that episode, they form a narrative of, Lex and Tom kind of clashing. And right. people are like, well, even if Lex won, he might have voted Tom out anyway. And T-Bird's like, no way. That yeah. wouldn't have happened. Right. Interesting. Yeah, wait, should we talk about the controversy at Final Four? Is this the wild card? So it's kind of the wild yeah. card. But we can talk about it in general, and then I'll bring right. it back yeah, up. Right, yeah, yeah, So, um, yeah, so the Final Four Immunity Challenge is, they call it touchy subjects, is a little bit different than, like, what we think of mm -hmm. as touchy subjects. But basically, um, there's a tie between Lex and Kim Johnson for the last question. And the question is, um, which of the survivors have, which of the female survivors have nothing pierced? And um, Kim Johnson writes down Kelly and Lex writes down Lindsay and Lex is told he's wrong, doesn't argue it. He's like, fine, whatever. So Kim Johnson wins that final immunity. Then at the finale, as they're watching backstage, Lindsay's like, I don't have anything pierced. I didn't realize it didn't happen until the finale. That's, yeah, that's what the story is. Oh, whoa. And, yeah. So, um, Lex and Big Tom are both paid $100,000, which is, like, the runner-up prize yeah. because of that mix-up. And then people say that they were told that they would get asked back for another season if they didn't cause a big deal about it. There's nothing, like, confirming or denying right. that. They do both return, but... I think they both would have I think been Lex asked anyway. Definitely would have been asked anyway. I feel like Big Tom too for the, his personality. I feel like would have been yeah. asked. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at the other people who were asked on All Stars, like, I wasn't surprised that Big Tom was asked either way, but um, a lot of people say that was part of it. Who knows? But yeah, so, um, you know, that Final Four immunity, if anyone but Kim Johnson wins, I think Ethan doesn't win the game. Agree. Yeah, probably. I think if Ethan wins that immunity, he still sends Kim Johnson home. And then he like he can't win to Tom or Lex. Yeah. Wow, that would be such a different... I guess, like, Lex would be a slightly, like, a kind of different winner, but if Big Tom were to win, that would be... Yeah. A radically different person to win. Because my, my understanding is that there seems to be a consensus of, like... Not that people, like, hated... Well, maybe people did hate Hatch when he first won. And not that people hated Tina, but that Ethan was, like, the first person to win who was kind of, like, universally loved by people watching. Like, Hatch was kind of, like, a villain who won, which is, like, how Survivor became the thing that it was. And Tina was... Not supposed to win. Not supposed to win. It was supposed to be Colby. Yeah. So it was, like, he was the first person who wins who everyone could be like, okay, yeah, we're happy with this. This is good. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if... And Colby is the first person person. of a few people to take the wrong person as, like, being a good sport and then lose. Right. We have a dog trying to break into this podcast. You know, I mean, I think no one argues that if Colby takes Keith, he wins, but he didn't want to. Right. Yeah. No, it's... Wow. But, okay, was there anything re-watching Africa that, like, stuck out to you that, like, you especially, like thinking of, like, okay, now he's gonna come back, or is it more All-Stars, like... Um, it was kind of more All-Stars, actually, because there's no point in Africa where I'm, like, Ethan's in trouble and has to play here. That's interesting, though, that I feel like... It's so funny because I feel like on a modern season, that's... We just saw (laughs) some breaking the fourth wall. Spoiler alert, we're not recording all 20 of these episodes in like the four weeks between season 39 and season 40. We're recording them far in advance. So we're kind of fresh off of 38 right now. Pretty fresh. And pretty pretty fresh, pretty raw. Um, But it's interesting to hear you say that like, you know, he was never really a threat, had a perfect voting record, never voted against, you know, all this stuff as being, like, a big reason, probably, why he won uh-huh. his season. And now looking at not saying that he is the same as the recent runner-up in season 38 or other people, but I think it's a testament to how much the game has changed. And also, I think he was very much in control of that alliance. Uh-huh. Um, in a way that I don't know a modern player can be now without getting a target on right. their back. I think it's very, like... Well, I would say that he his voice was heard in that alliance, and right. he made moves on his own. Like, he, he, I'd say the Brandon vote, like, is him and Tom, not Lex. Yeah. But I do think people saw Lex as in control of that alliance. Yeah, probably. That's probably why Lex would have beaten him had they uh-huh. both gone to the end. Right. Um, I wonder, yeah, it seems like, would, would you say that's, like, the pivot point for Ethan? Like, that Brandon vote was, like, critical? Like, do you think if that vote, if he doesn't make no. that vote happen, does it go differently? I don't think so. I mean, does Kim Johnson win? No. Or just some scenario, like, like if Brandon oh, stays in the know, game at I that mean, vote, if, if, he, yeah. if he doesn't convince Lex to vote Brandon out, and Oops. Brandon is still so there. So Brandon already didn't like Ethan. I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. Maybe because Ethan's the one who convinced everyone to vote him out. Yeah. But, um, 
I think that if they make it to Final Four and it's Brandon instead of Kim Johnson, yeah. say, then Brandon votes even out at Final Four. If he, like, he's the yeah, one. Interesting. Yeah, I, w- I would say that he yeah, like, like, gets think voted out. It's so hard to know to, like, predict. Yeah, I but mean, it's like, you, is there a world where if Brandon, it was Kim Power, or Kim, Kim, Johnson. Kim, Kim Johnson instead of Brandon that went at five? Um, or I, who am I, I'm getting my Kims confused. Kim. So T-Bird goes at five. T-Bird's five. Brandon's when? Brandon's right after Kelly, right? So Kelly's ten, so Brandon's nine. Oh, okay. So oh, no, he no, goes... no. Clarence is ten. Kelly's nine. Brandon's eight. So he's and eight. Then okay, Frank. so he goes pretty early. And he, he was never going to start working with T-Bird again. So I feel like if Brandon stays, the chances of that impacting anything... So Brandon flips on the Kelly vote against T-Bird. And yeah. Lex says he's part of their alliance now. So it's supposed to be Lex... Tom, Ethan, Kim Johnson, and Brandon as a five, and now it's just Frank, T-Bird, and Kim Powers left. Interesting. So yeah, I guess like if, so yeah, if they get to the, that, oh, I see, so now if they get to the five. And Brandon is there was a, not challenge week, you know, he like, yeah. he held his own a lot. Is there a world where like, at five, if Brandon's there instead of. Well, Brandon's got Kim Powers. Like, they could have come back together. Interesting. I don't know about T-Bird. He never would have I wonder. I'm also wondering, too, like, does Lex... Because, like, the whole thing is, like, there are no words that, like, Brandon will stick with Lex. But, like, in order for that to happen, Lex would have to stick with Brandon right. over his alliance. I don't know if yeah. he would have done that. Well, I don't know, it, like, because Lex does start to question Big Tom. Right. But it's when T-Bird's in trouble. So if T-Bird's mm. in trouble earlier and says all that stuff to Lex earlier, right. maybe Lex starts to question Big Tom earlier and then that deteriorates. Because, it is interesting. you know, like, I mean, Tom did a pretty good job in Africa when he was, like, questioned a little bit but in all stars when we see tom's allegiance questioned with boston and rob tom kind of like falls apart and yeah like, that's a that's a big yikes. yeah and i did notice that tom and lex you know we're talking about like the way africa was played and you made that strong alliance and you stuck with that strong alliance no matter whether it was smart or not you know like ethan should not have wanted to go to the end with those two people yeah. but you know i think that lex and tom both play similarly in all-stars where they're like wait what now you're gonna vote me out yeah yeah all-stars was definitely a turning point (laughs) in that regard um but that's interesting it seems like yeah he was never really vulnerable yeah even when his allies were swapped he still wasn't he still wasn't really you know like they were both like everyone was staying baron strong anyway so like he was still fine And that one, and the move to get Brandon out is probably, had he not done that, maybe that's the one scenario where he does end up in a position where he's, like, a little bit more vulnerable, but he heads it off with sending Brandon out, and it's like, all right, well then, smooth sailing from here on out. Yeah, I mean... And then, then of course, Final Four. Right, and then Final Four. But that, you know, goes his way, kind of, you know... The other situation, I guess, could be um, if Brandon doesn't flip and Lex is voted out, at the merge instead of Kelly, or at the second merge vote instead right. of Kelly, then it's a much different story. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen. Did so. not happen. Um, all right, should we talk about All Stars? Yeah. So, um, so Ethan plays a perfect game, or doesn't play a perfect game. Sorry, he has a perfect voting record. No one votes against him. Then he wins in a five to two. And then for All-Stars, he comes back in as one of four winners. So All-Stars is the first season to be three tribes. And they split up the winners 
two on Saboga, two on Mogo Mogo, and none on Shapira. Mm-hmm. So he's on um, Saboga with Tina. Um, also on Saboga is Jenna Lewis. Who, uh, <laughs> who uh, we'll talk about later, <laughs> and Jerry and Rudy and Rupert. Rudy. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So right away, basically, like immediately as they hit the beach, Jenna Lewis is like, okay, we're going to vote out all the winners. Right. Um, so Ethan's like, all right, Tina, we got to stick together. Tina's like that too. You know, right. it's not one of them over the other. They're both like, we got to stick together. We got to grab Rupert and Rudy and we'll be fine. Um, so Saboga loses right away. They go to the first tribal council and Tina is voted out. And from that moment, Ethan's like, okay, I'm the next to go. Like, right. I'm yeah. the next to go. So um, back on the beach at Saboga, he's talking to Jenna Lewis and she says in confessional, like, you can see, like, how dejected kind of Ethan is. Like, he knows he's the next to go. And she's, like, talking about how, like, maybe they can win immunity this time and he can buy, like, three extra days. <laughs> but there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's yeah. gonna be the next to go. So, Ethan's trying to scramble, you know, we see on All-Stars a lot, it's kind of sad. He, like, tries so hard to be the provider and catch fish, <laughs> but he's either with Rupert Anyone didn't even have to do that his first season. No, there's no water, yeah. you know, like, this is his first water season. Um, so, he's either with Rupert or Hatch that just, like, outfish him, like, right. completely. Yeah. So, um, but then they go to the challenge, and again, Saboga's total shit show, but Rudy kind of hurts his ankle and, like, really slows them down in the challenge. So they're like, okay, we'll vote Rudy out. Like, we gotta keep the tribe strong, whatever. So now Saboga is just Jerry, um, Ethan, Jenna, and Rupert. And, um, you know, they're all kind of, like, there's no, like, strong alliance on Saboga yet. They all kind of, like, struggle with each other. Wait, Rupert and... Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So now they're down to four. Um, so then the next, um, the next episode, Jenna Maraska pulls herself from the game so they don't go to tribal. Um, and then in the next episode, Sister Nina's voted out. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't man. even want to talk about it. So, but then they don't go back to um, tribal until there's another um, reward challenge. And part of the reward challenge is if you lose the reward challenge, your tribe is dissolved into the two other tribes. So, obviously, Saboga loses the yeah. reward challenge. They're a hot mess. Um, so then the winning tribe gets to draft their first pick of Saboga on their tribe, and I think it's Colby, but kind of as a consensus, Mogo Mogo is like, we'll take Ethan so we can vote him right out. Oof. We want to get Ethan out of this game. Oof. So let's take Ethan and we'll vote him right out. Some, some, uh, I wonder if PG was in her youth, taking notes back home. <laughs> Fast forward to Survivor China. Where she's like, well, let's just take them so we can vote So we them can out. just vote them out. Yeah. Um, so Ethan's picked first, and then um, Shapira picks Rupert, and then um, Mogamogo picks Jerry. Mm-hmm. So Jerry and Colby are reunited. Uh. <laughs> uh, Lex and Ethan are reunited, but really doesn't pan out that well. Yeah. Um, but then they end up losing their... Um, immunity challenge which is the one we don't really want to talk about oh yeah um but something that does happen at that challenge is like um 
Boston Rob and Ethan kind of like square off, which like I'll kind of talk about in post game stuff a little bit. But like I didn't know this before I started looking into Ethan, but apparently Amber and Ethan briefly dated before All Stars. Oh, and like I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, and like Boston Rob wanted to like square off against Ethan. Oh, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Oh my god, it was such a small. I mean, in the grand scheme of things now, it's, like, still small, I guess. But back yeah. then, it was, like, it was, tiny. Yeah, and everyone, like, knew each other. Everyone knew each other. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, and then they had the, the first battle of, like, that showdown challenge is Boston Rob and Ethan. And Ethan, like, takes a header. Like, he, Whoa. like, yeah, but he, like, bounces back. He's fine, whatever. But then Shapiro decides they're all just, like, gonna step out of the challenge so Boston Rob can run the whole thing. And Amber, like, helps, too. Yeah. But really, like, Amber oh, and Boston I remember Rob, like, show Amber, their chops yeah, in yeah. that challenge. Yeah, and then um, Mogo Mogo goes to Tribal Council. So Ethan's like, "Great, it's fucking me tonight, whatever." But um, as they're going back, um, I think it's Colby who goes to Ethan and is like, "We want to get Hatch out." Yeah, you know, like we're still going for winners, but it's not going to be it's you. It's not going to be you. So they end up flipping the vote to Hatch um, at the last minute, like. Hatch and Kathy and Sheehan and Jerry are going to try to vote Colby out because he's the one who's, like, trying to, like, dictate everything. They're like, we gotta get Colby out, whatever. But at the last minute, Kathy changes her mind and tells Sheehan and Jerry, let's all just vote for Hatch. Right. So they send Hatch home. Um, Ethan's like, okay, now I'm the last winner, but I'm still here, still fighting, still trying to fish, (laughs) still, like, trying my best, but he's kind of fighting a losing battle. Um, so at least, like, you know, at least he got to work with Colby in this boat. Like, Colby approached him first, like, he kind of got some leverage there a little bit. He's like, I've been on the chopping block since day three, I'm still here, so, like, gotta keep fighting. Right. Um, then... Sue pulls herself from the game, so there's no tribal. And then um, the next challenge, Mogo Mogo goes back to tribal council, and um, Colby and is like, okay, let's vote out Jerry. Sick of Jerry. Like, want to get rid of Jerry. And everyone's like, okay, Jerry. I wrote in my notes as I was watching this, I was like, Mogo Mogo is getting annoyed with Jerry because Jerry is annoying. <laughs> like, literally everyone, I like Jerry. I like Jerry. Everyone has a confessional where they're like, Jerry talks all the time. Jerry complains <laughs> all the time. Jerry's so annoying. Um, but yeah, so people are starting to get fed up with Jerry. So Colby goes to Lex and um, Ethan is like, all right, let's vote out Jerry. And you're like, cool, Colby's calling these shots, like, let's vote out Jerry. Lex is like, wait, I'm the guy that calls the shots. So Jerry and Lex have, like, this moment in the woods, and Lex, oh, I wish I had written it down, because it's so hypocritical, but Lex (laughs) says something to to the confessional about how, like, Jerry approached him on, like, she was like, you know, we have this relationship, like, I want to work with you, you're the one person I want to work with, and Lex is like, great, that sounds good. And Lex has this confessional about how, um, if someone has a personal relationship with him, that's great, but if he can leverage it in the game, that's even better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna play the game I played on Africa, I'm going to stab people in the back if I need to. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if he was talking about Ethan. They don't, He doesn't say the name of the person that confession right. was talking about. Yeah. So they he could have been talking about Ethan, they could have used it in to, reference, in reference to, Jerry, to Jerry, yeah. I'm not sure. But um, basically, Lex flips, and they all vote out Colby. So Ethan's like, well, 
still screwed, but still here. Yeah. So he makes it for one more tribal. And then um, Mogamogo loses again, goes back to tribal, and votes out. I'm pretty sure Shapira hasn't lost it all in this. I'm, like, almost positive. I think that's Shapira hasn't true. lost it all in this. Yeah, so Mogamogo goes back to tribal and votes out Ethan. Ugh. And he goes, but it's pretty, I mean, it's so hard to talk about because some of the circumstances by which he was able to stay were, it's so awful. You can't call them like luck of the draw because they were kind of horrible things that happened that was out of some people's control in some some cases out of everybody's control. Some cases, some people had control over what they did and should not have done things. And, Uh but it's like so tricky because it's like, I think the Colby vote, he can get credit the Rudy vote and the Colby vote are a credit to him for being able to navigate that. But it's interesting how like his time kind of gets extended by this like unfortunate set of circumstances, which I think is why a lot of people struggle with all stars, but he does end up lasting for someone who should have gotten voted out on day six you yeah. last a lot longer than that. <laughs> it's funny, I was re-watching All-Stars with my sister, who's trying to watch, like, I gave her a list of seasons to watch before 40, basically, yeah. and she's, like, trying to get there, but the the whole time, like, between, basically, like, the Tina vote and Ethan's vote out, the whole time, Em and I are, like, Ethan's just, like, standing on this beach, like, I'm gonna, like, slowly sink into the woods and sit there until <laughs> No one will like, notice I'm here! <laughs> like, at Tribal, Jeff says something to Ethan, and we're, like, Ethan who? He's like, no Ethan like, here? He's like camouflaged, like holding up a bush in front of his face. Like, don't yeah. notice me, I'm you not here. Ethan? <laughs> Who's Ethan? I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, at the Colby tribal, <laughs> Jeff's like, Ethan, you're the last winner. And Ethan's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> keep it moving, keep it moving. But yeah, so I think that, you know, Ethan did a good job playing from the bottom right. and made it as yeah. far as he could have. And, you know, if he was on a tribe that didn't lose every single time, he might have made it to the merge. You yeah. know, if there's some Shapiro losses, like, mixed in there, he could have, like, made it further, at least. Which is kind of crazy up. to think about. Yeah. Because, yeah, everyone going into that was like, let's just get the winners out. Yeah, and he, you know, he finishes 11 out of 18. So, like, not too shabby. Yeah, that's not too shabby at yeah, all. Yeah, like, one away from the merge. Yeah. Wow. It's so funny because I feel like I almost, like, in I, I mean, obviously Africa is his season and he wins. And I feel like Africa, we see a lot of his, like, personality and kind of, like, character. Good but I feel like, zone. yeah, but I feel like I almost learned more about him as a player seeing, talking about him playing from the bottom. And yeah. it is inter- I think you pointed this out of, like, he's someone who's done both. Like, he played right. from the top and he played from the bottom. Obviously with different degrees of success, but, like, it's interesting. Like, not everybody going into this mm-hmm. necessarily has that experience. Yeah. And, like, you know, he, he again, is, like, has only played Old Survivor. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, before he gets voted out, him and Lex have this moment where he's like, I just can't believe you're going to vote me out before Jerry. Like, yeah. everyone is on the same page that this is what they were saying. I'm not making any comments about Jerry. <laughs> but everyone's on the same page that Jerry doesn't belong to be here. Like, Jerry doesn't deserve to be here. Like, you're going to vote me out before Jerry. And Lex was like, yeah. <laughs> Like, she's like, this is business. <laughs> yeah, this is business. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I do feel like Ethan showed his ability to play from the bottom and still play. I Like, I don't know how he did it. He was still able to blend in with the winner's target on his back, even after all the winners had lost. Yeah. You know? So, like, he did a really good job playing from the bottom. Um, 
didn't make it too, too far, didn't make the merge, didn't make the jury, but still, like, was able to maneuver a lot longer than he should have been. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it was impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, yeah, I feel like I never considered his All-Stars run too much when I think about him, but now I'm realizing that, like, I really should. Well, when I was watching back, like, when I was thinking about All-Stars, because it was one of the first seasons I watched, I hadn't watched it in a long time before I rewatched, and when I was thinking back, I was like, oh, well, I have to take notes on two people for this episode. Spoilers, I'm also doing Amber, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have to take notes on two people for this episode, which is annoying, but, like, Ethan's only going to make it, like, five episodes, but that's not true. Like, he makes it a lot further. Yeah, he makes it a lot further. Yeah, Wow. Yeah, I totally forget how far he makes it. That's yeah. so, yeah, 11 out of 18. Yeah, and he just, like, is able to kind of, like, blend in and, like, be like, all right, I'll do what you tell me to for now. Yeah. Huh. So, all that in mind. All that in mind. Um. So, Ethan has some, like, outside of the game relationships a little bit. Um, not really, you know, I mean, there's going to be some people who we cover who it's like, oh, they know every single yeah. person on 40. <laughs> but, um, like I said, Ethan and Amber briefly dated, um, before, uh, All Stars, but, like, didn't really seem to impact anything at all. Yeah. I don't really know, like, how close they are at all, you know, and then Ethan played on All Stars with Boston and Rob, but they were never on the same tribe, right. never even really, like, saw each other or whatever, so don't know how much of an impact that has either. Um. Really couldn't find that much about other things. I know Parvati went to his wedding. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So her, So they must... Her and John went to his wedding. So I think that Parvati was friends with Jenna Maraska, and that's how they knew each other. Because uh, Ethan and Jenna dated for 10 years. Um, yeah. She's not going to be on All Winter, so I don't really right. want to talk too much about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think they met through Jenna and then just, like, stayed friends or whatever. Um, but she went to his wedding, um, and... Uh, in 2016, Natalie Anderson and Jeremy, um, both went to a live note alls in New York City that Ethan was also at. So I don't know, like, how friendly all of them are, but they definitely right. met. Um, and then it says the only people who he follows on Twitter in 40 are Adam, Jeremy, Michelle, Natalie Anderson, and Parvati. Interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah. It's funny, I feel like Parvati, we'll have a whole episode on Parvati, obviously, (laughs) but when I think about the old school people, I do think that Parvati is going to be the bridge, She's Mm -hmm. and she's either going to be the bridge that gets burned, I think, between these modern players and the more old school players, or she'll be, like, the bridge that is able to allow... Not allow, but, like, I see her as, like... She can connect, like, certain groups. She can connect certain groups and maybe, like, people having connections to her. Because I worry about old school players getting picked off early. It's, like, one of my fears because there's just... Statistically, there's just less of them. Mm -hmm. And also, like, they're they're less connected. Like, the people who came back just happen to be people who are not as connected to as a lot of the newer players are. So... Um, but I feel like that'll be a recurring theme when we, like, start to unpack how people know each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know about him and Amber at all, and I wouldn't have expected him and Parvati either. No, to just be, like, buddies. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I do think Ethan, you know, I'm not counting him out for 40 at all. Yeah. He's shown, like, he has social game chops. He can also play under the radar. Um, he's never played with an idol, so... 
uh, in an era of advantage getting that is a little concerning, but yeah. he's also shown his ability to like maneuver through different challenges and circumstances. He didn't have an idol, but he also, I mean, he survived the first real major twist in mm-hmm. the swap yeah, in did. Africa. Yeah, he did. And he was like, his two allies were swapped. You right, know? So yeah. And that like, was like, revol- I mean, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Unheard of. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's, like, been, um, he's played from the bottom and the top, and I think, you know, that is a great advantage, too. Mm -hmm. Some people have only played from the top, and you see it screw them. Some people have only played from the bottom, and you see it screw them. Right. So having both experiences and being able to still fly under the radar for a little bit, even with, like, the biggest target on your back, is also, like... Very impressive. Um, so I think that, I don't know, I think that he's old school enough to, like, kind of fade into the background for a little bit and then still a physical threat. You know, he's 45 now, but he's runs marathons. You know, he's still, like, he's still got it. So. Right. I also wonder if... I don't know if he can beat Dreebergen, but... <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like he's old school, but I feel like people who, and by people who, obviously I can only be referring to him and Amber, him and Amber, who went through all stars, have like a diff, and Rob, Mm -hmm. clearly Rob has a different approach (laughs) to the game. Yeah. But like, I feel like him having done all stars, I don't know if it like completely undoes your like old school mentality, but even like what you're saying, like he goes to Lex and is like, you're really going to send me out over Jerry. And they do. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like, I saw like on second chances, there were some old school players who came back and it was their first time back. Right. And like you saw, that was a big story of that season of like, who's going new school and who's sticking more on like the old school side. And like you had Terry talking about like, this is so hard to adjust. Like I got to up my game or whatever. I don't even want to talk about Terra <laughs> and Cambodia. But um, All-Stars was definitely still, like, an old-school season, but I feel like it was, it's known for being ugly because it was, like, these people who were such good friends and Damn going it, into tribal, it. tribal, dude. That yeah, tribal is Going rough. into it with this, like, old-school mentality, and they, like, blow it up and take each other out, and it's brutal. Yeah. So I feel like maybe witnessing that and going through that experience was, like, a lesson in, like... Not how not to play the game, but like, oh, this game has changed. And if you've kept up with it at all, you've seen that only grow. So I feel like having had that experience might serve him well, maybe like insulate him a little bit from like the old school player not able to keep up with new school trap. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how much that is really a thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I do I do feel like um, he probably does still watch. Like, I don't know for sure. Yeah, actually, I, I was just on his Twitter, and I think he was, like, tweeting about when Edge of Extinction was premiering yeah. and stuff. Like, um, I know him and Jenna. Um, let me see if I have it written down here. Um, him and Jenna competed on The Amazing Race together. So they were on Amazing Race 19. They came in 10th. Um, but, like, clearly, like, they're, right. like, involved in, like, yeah. the reality show stuff. Interesting. Well, not them anymore, because, um... Yeah. They broke up, and now Ethan's happily married, whatever. Yeah. He's been married for, like, three years now. Um, but, yeah, I do think that, like, he probably has, like, that multifaceted strategy thing down. Right. At least in terms of, like, theory, and then we'll just see how it goes in practice. Right. I do, I wonder... Oh my gosh, this poor dog is so <laughs> desperate to get in this room. Um, what about, what is his foundation? 
Because um, yeah. I actually don't, I know that it's a huge thing, but I yeah, don't really know thing. much about it. Um, so he's technically a co-founder, but he did use part of his million to like, yeah. uh, bring this foundation up. It's called Grassroots Soccer, and actually for all, all stars, he wears a Grassroots Soccer shirt. I'm sure, I don't want to say I'm sure, but he probably will for 42 right. if they let him. Yeah. Um, so basically I took this quote from their Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, Very official here. <laughs> so, so like I said, it was inspired by that reward he won when he was like connecting with those kids and playing hacky sack with them. And it leverages the power of soccer to educate, inspire, and mobilize youth in developing countries to overcome their greatest health challenges and be agents of change in their community. Um, and fun fact about this, um, when Richard Hatch went on Celebrity Apprentice, he, like, picked it as his charity. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so that was nice. Oh, man, that, like, I'm not even gonna touch <laughs> how much there is in that sentence, Richard Hatch going on Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> like, on every level, but, um... But it was, like, cool. a nice shout-out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he does a lot for it, you know. Um, Ethan, so in 2008, he was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. um, so um, he, like, went through a bunch of treatment, was in remission for a while, had to go through treatment again. Now he's all good, obviously. Yeah. He's cleared to play Survivor. Um, but he ran, like, the um, New York City Marathon for grassroots soccer, like, while he was in, like, after his first relapse. Like, wow. three months after his first relapse, he, like, ran a marathon for his foundation. And I think Sloan Kettering was involved in that somehow, too. Wow. Um, but, yeah. That's crazy. I did yeah, not know like that. He's, like, a superstar. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, well, we can talk about when the list came out. Yeah. We were stunned when Ethan was on it. Yeah, so, um, like fools, we followed that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Survivor Instagram All Winners um, to see who was supposed to be on. Right. And the original list had Hatch and Tina on it. And then, which who were both called and which went might through have been true at one casting, point, yeah. right? So, um, not sure, not trying to throw shade at all, but yeah. But um, you know, when the official list came out from Redmond, official in quotes, okay, maybe but... <laughs> we're we're recording all of this in vain. It's not actually going to happen. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so Ethan and Hatch were switched, and Amber and Tina were switched. Um, so we were shocked that Ethan was even cleared to play. Yeah, I, I had pretty much considered, I was like, well, there can't, there's no way, like, yeah. how, how could he come back? Same with Amber, we were like, how can her and Rob play? Who's watching the kids? Who's <laughs> <laughs> watching the kids? Um, but yeah, I was so, I was so stunned, and I was so excited. He was one of the people I was most excited yes, to yeah, see back. I'm very excited. Um, because he was someone I really didn't expect would come back, and I wonder... For people out there, if there'll be a similar reaction. If I'm someone uh -huh. coming back, I'm not expecting Ethan to walk yeah. off a boat. <laughs> I would be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wonder how that'll play into things. I wonder in general what like certain players are definitely more expected to come back than others. I wonder if the shock value of certain people showing up will surprise if that'll have any impact at all or It'll be, like, yeah. a shock at first, and, like, whatever, let's play the game. But. Well, basically, if you play it on 20 through 30, you're there, so... Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's there, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I picked, um... So, for my dream team, oh, for Survivor, yeah. <laughs> I literally spent an hour and a half going back and forth on my last pick, and I decided to go for Adam instead of Ethan, but I do really hope Ethan goes deep. Like, I really, yeah. I, I really like Ethan. Yeah, you like, so you like Ethan pulling for Ethan, and you feel like he could, your thoughts on him before, do you he think he could do it? Yes, I do. Yeah, um, I think if know, he survives I the pre-merge, he could like, be a 
he could really make it. Yeah, I think unless there's, like, a heavy anti-old-school narrative, yeah. he'll do well. But, yeah. you know, it's really hard to predict how these people are going to react to each other. Right. For all we know, too, there's some crazy twist. Yeah. Where Reem Daly is just going to decide who goes home every week. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. I think I'm really excited to see Ethan... Um, and I, I think, I think he has the potential to do really well, similarly, as long as we don't end up in, like, a, just, like, obliterate old school people. Like, I hope, I, I would hope that he doesn't fall into the same trap that he fell into on All Stars, but mm -hmm. instead of, it's because he won, it's because, like, oh, he's old school. Yeah, but I do think if that happens... He has more meat shields than he had Agreed. all stars, Completely. and could like probably even make it further still. But right, yeah, completely. we'll see. It's also twenty instead of sixteen, so yeah, he's never played on a season with true. twenty That's players. True. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Either. Oh, sorry, all stars was eighteen. Africa was 16, sixteen. Yeah, right. gradually working it up. Two, two, two. <laughs> gradually working up. Um. Wow. Um. Is there anything else we haven't covered? I don't Aside think so. From Aside from wild a wild card. card. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, people talk about Ethan as Survivor's ultimate good guy. Yeah. You know, he does a lot for charity outside of the show. Um, he does... He's just, like, an awesome dude. Um, so now he does, like, motivable, motivational speaking and stuff. He has, like, a big... Um, like, website. His website's, yeah. like, very professional, like, very oh, cool-looking. Um, so I also pulled this quote off his website. <laughs> um, it says, through the struggle... This is talking about his, um, like, cancer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this dog is getting riled up by this quote. Um, he said, through the struggle, Ethan found his voice as the megaphone for a generation of young adults with cancer, a group often overlooked and dismissed. Today, Ethan is in remission and uses a unique blend of storytelling, motivational speaking, and humor to write and speak about finding purpose in the face of life's challenges. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, not he's awesome like really, that he had cancer, but it's really amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can get into the wild card a little bit. We are like already kind of talked yeah. about it, but, um, you know, a lot of people kind of take it for granted that if production hadn't screwed up, Lex would have won the tiebreaker, right. won the challenge, won the game. Yeah. Um, if that happens, a lot of people kind of like, we all in the survivor community go down these rabbit holes yeah. of like, what if, what if, what if a lot of people think Ethan doesn't even get back, asked back for all stars. Huh, yeah. And Lex, as a winner, kind of has a different impact on the game than Ethan as a winner. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just, like, opens up a door of what if, what if, what if. But I just kind of thought, and, like, again, I wrote this, like, right after Edge of Extinction. I just kind of, like, wanted to discuss, like, we talk about these winners that the super fans as a whole don't think should have won. Right. You know, we talk about Dree Bergen, we talk about Chris Underwood, yeah. um, even, like, Michelle a little bit. Some yeah. people say Nat W, not everyone, like, agrees about any right. of these things. But Ethan is kind of a winner that literally shouldn't have won. Right. And people don't think about him that way at all. So, like, is the difference old Survivor, new Survivor? Like, what is it? Um, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, so... Topical, because also, like, Edge of Extinction was very polarizing, mm -hmm. and the post-game stuff that keeps coming out from that is even more polarizing <laughs> yes. from the players that were there, and it's definitely prompting a lot of discussions about, like, 
what it means to be a super fan of Survivor and, like, the toll that can take on people in the game and, like, the effect on the game itself, and it's very interesting. But it is curious to say, like, yeah, I feel like people talk about certain players getting robbed by, like, twists, uh-huh. but this is literally an example of, like, production was just incorrect. Yeah. And it is interesting. I feel like it probably speaks to people not being the biggest fan of Lex. I feel like it's yeah. an example of, like, people's bias showing. Like, mm-hmm. people root for the people... It's like people were rooting for Ethan, so it's yeah, like, exactly. that he wanted to fuck up. Yeah, so. like, people are rooting for Ethan. People were, you know, rooting for, you know, Chrissy or Devin. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when Ben ruins it, it's like, oh, we hate Ben, he got whatever, whatever. But it's like... Okay, even, like, I feel like that started to happen, like, Devin's on Edge of Extinction, like, everyone was rooting for Devin's, and then they weren't, but then by the end, with Chris there, everyone was rooting for Devin's again, and it's like, you can't have it both ways, (laughs) like, and the thing is, like, here's the thing, you can have it both ways, feel however you want to feel, Mm -hmm. but you can't then, like, take that feeling and try to turn it into some more, like, in your head, like, fact-based, rigged argument. Right, you know, like, acknowledge people talk what about it things is. as absolutes, and right. it never and it's is. Never, and it never is. Like, like acknowledge evolves, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, like, feel the way you feel, but acknowledge that that is what it is. You have every right to that opinion and to express it in how you see fit, except if it's, like, directly just, like, attacking someone or tearing them down or yeah, trying to make it feel bad. there's no purpose for that. There's no reason to do that. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, Ethan is kind of a good example of that, because he is someone who, like, on a fact-level really probably shouldn't have won. Like, right. he, he kind of won by mistake and is held in, like, such high regard. I mean, we love him. We're pulling yes. for him. But, like, it really was because they messed up that question. And I guess, like, we won't know because technically they would have tied and they would have had to go to another question. Uh-huh. So, like, maybe they ask another question and Kim still wins. Right. Or, you know, or something. Right. You know, like, we never exactly know. could be exactly the same. It could be exactly the same outcome. Like, we'll never know. There's no way to know. But, um... Yeah, I feel like it, I don't know, I feel like it comes down to just, like, people liked him, so they're able to look over it. And also, I think the rumor mill probably wasn't, like, production probably had a lot more control about what information got out back then with the way press worked. Yeah. I don't know, what do you think? I just think, yeah, I I think I agree, but I also, like, um, try really hard to like every winner, you know? So, like, I try and put aside my feelings about the people who have lost because right. like that's been happening forever you right. know yeah. i really really like sesternino but he never won right well this is i mean this we should probably do like i don't know this I, this probably doesn't warrant its own episode but that goes to i mean why jeff has said he would never do all winners because mm-hmm. he's flat out said as the host and now showrunner of the game for what is it like seven years mm-hmm. like a lot of times <laughs> the best person or the most liked person doesn't win. Like and that's everyone, what fire is supposed to be. And he's like, everyone thinks you won an all-winter season, but he's like, I can tell you right now, like, I don't think you do, which yeah. is why it's fascinating that this is happening, but that's always kind of been his mantra, is like, yeah, like, so a lot of times the person that wins, like, isn't necessarily the most liked person this season, or the uh-huh. most compelling, because, like, the way the game works is, like, those people get voted out. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and, you know, and I don't, disagree and i know this is an unpopular opinion but i don't disagree with fire as a concept yeah but um, oh my gosh i'm just gonna let this dog in even if he goes wild because <laughs> he's freaking he's out freaking out hi buddy um i just think like i don't know i think like um 
Rob was kind of having this conversation with Chris, I think, about how, like, it could be something different. Right. It's really just, like, another thing where, you know, people are like, it's so dumb that the season comes down to fire making. Well, that's what the final immunity challenge is anyway. Like, yeah. it's dumb that the season comes down to one challenge. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, for me, it's just less compelling. Yeah. I think, like, the twist itself doesn't bother me unless they don't know about it ahead of time. Right. Um, that's the one case where it's like... But if it's just part of the game that that's how it works at four, that's fine. Yeah. But for me, it's just so much less interesting to me than watching, like, a Final Four vote. And I do um, think, like, Chris broke it a little bit. No. <laughs> don't sniff the microphone. <laughs> I do think Chris broke it a little bit in the sense that, like... Well, now that it's been done once, everyone is going to want to make the fire to get into tribal. Do you think there will be fire on 40? I don't know. I I just assumed there would be. But, I mean, it's filming now, right? Right. So it's hard to... They must have known a while ago what they were right. going to do. Um, I do think so, yeah. You do? I do. Yeah, I don't see why it would change. I do think, like, it could change, but I think this close, at, mm -hmm. like, this soon... I do think Chris broke it, though. You know, like, no one wanted that immunity necklace at Final Four, except for Devin. Yeah, no one did. No, no one was gonna right. get it, too. Yeah, no one did. Um, yeah, it's interesting to think about if they'll do fire at 40. Um... I've wondered if they'll go back to a final two. Yeah, it was. I didn't but with twenty think people, that, until that you just seems... asked me about fire. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we can get some ninety-minute episodes too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we can dream. Um, okay, does that does that cover it for Ethan? I think that covers it for Ethan. You know, I'm a big Ethan fan. It's funny because um, when Brendan and I kind of picked which winners we wanted to cover. Uh, it kind of, like, worked out pretty well. There were, yeah. like, there's, like, one or two that you have that is, like, oh, I kind of, like, yeah. like that person a lot. But I'm really not mad about anything. I like all the winners I have. Yeah. Um, my favorites are my winners. So right. So, my whole Redmond fantasy team is <laughs> my winners, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but that, I think, wraps up our first episode. Um, very exciting. And we're doing these... Kind of, we're watching through pretty much chronologically, recording pretty much chronologically. So as we go on, I'm sure we'll start to get a better picture of, like, how this season is shaping up. I'm kind of excited to, like, mm -hmm. go on this journey of, like, piecing this cast together yeah. bit by bit and starting to see, like, how these people are going to play into each other. Because something, um, I think I talked about, and I know we've talked about off the podcast, is, like, this interesting concept of, like, when they do all returner seasons, they're choosing from a limited pool, too. You know, who they can mm -hmm. get back, whatever. But they've got a bigger net to cast from in terms of assembling a cast in a more, like, traditional sense of, like, we need certain personality types. Who's right. going to be blah, blah, blah. But when you're choosing from an all-winners pool, it's so much smaller. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, how much choice do you really have right in terms of like oh we want this kind of personality or this person to be on the season so they can play off of this person and clearly some choices were being made being that tina has come out and been like yeah i thought i was gonna go and then i wasn't so i'm curious as we go and start looking at these people more starting to figure out like okay like what are the different vibes strategies personalities that are going to be in yeah. the season. Because... I, I guess I do think it bears mentioning, like, I we talked about a lot, yeah. but just saying as, like, a point 
that Ethan has played on an all-returning season before. And true. not all these people not going these on people 40 have. have. That is really true. That is really good to point out, actually, yeah. Um, I do also think that I know that this podcast isn't going to be released for a long time. <laughs> like six months. Um, but I do think, like, if as you're, like, listening to these, it uh, it's it would be good to listen to the podcast um, Survivor NSFW did with Tina Wesson about, like, her not getting cast, you know? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed listening to that. I know... Um, Johnny Fairplay is very opinionated, <laughs> um, but it is a really good podcast, and I did enjoy that. So if you want to, like, scroll back through yeah. Johnny's podcast <laughs> and find, find that, that one. one, it is, like, a good thing to listen to while you're getting ready for 40 and, like, sad about Tina not being there, too. Yeah. She's just as sad as we are. Yeah. Um, okay, but I think that wraps it up, um, for our first episode um, stay tuned for later in this week if we stick on this recording schedule, otherwise, or posting schedule, otherwise I'll come back in and edit something else. But <laughs> we should be putting out, um, our next episode, which will be on... Amber! Amber, the winner of Survivor All-Stars. Yeah, um, and I'll talk a little bit about Australia, but it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's certainly going to be a lot to talk about, um, because she was the other shock and surprise returner that we saw on yes. that list. Um, and also the other two have never played with an idol. Yes. So um, we're starting off strong. So stay tuned uh, for later in the week for that episode. Um, but thank you so much uh, for tuning in and listening to the Survivor Wildcards. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at SurvivorWCPod. Subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all the places. Um, this is... The beginning. The road to 40. We are on it. We're on it. And we're, we're driving off um, in, our, in our car. Uh, we'll never wait ourselves. <laughs> but uh, we're on the road. Here we go. Here we go. Um, thanks so much, everybody. We will see you next time. Smell you later. Live, love, probes. Goodbye. Bye.